0: Hello, and welcome to Nobody's Coming to Fix You, a podcast for women, by women, talking all things life, empowerment, and transformation. My name is Del Beer. I'm a businesswoman, sustainability advocate, industry leader in my field, and have spent my whole career working in the fashion industry, working out what women actually want. I am the creator of the Sandsland Coaching and Transformation Programme, and I'm your host for this podcast. Joining me throughout the series be lots of fabulous women and men too to talk about how we can share the best hacks to live our best lives welcome to a particularly special episode of nobody is coming to fix you As you know, my mission for this podcast is to empower women and to bring on guests that also empower other women. So I'm beyond thrilled to introduce today's guest, Kate Stevens. She is the remarkable CEO of SmartWorks Charity, one of the most phenomenal charitable organizations in the UK. Discovering this charity in recent years has left me considerably awestruck by its core mission to empower and enable women to reclaim their lives. Empowerment for me has been a cornerstone of my values, inspiring not just this podcast, but also our women-only retreat programme, Santalan. The resonance I feel with this charity is profound. Kate and her team embody an unparalleled work ethic and humility, drawing in an incredible pool of talent that generously volunteer to support the cause. The SmartWorks impact extends far beyond its primary goal of empowering women. From fostering clothing, circularity, to providing coaching, supporting mental health, and raising awareness of the barriers women face whilst looking for work, their initiatives are far-reaching and impactful. Let's hear from Kate. Kate, welcome to this episode of Nobody's Coming to Fix You. Hi
1: there, nice to see you.
0: So, before we get started, I just want to say that when we... We were thinking about doing this podcast last year and we were thinking about the guest list that we would want on this podcast. You were at the top of our list and I really mean that because actually what we wanted to do with this podcast which was all about empowering women is what you've been doing for years and so it was really important for me to you know speak to you on this podcast and for our listeners to be able to hear what amazing work you do. So I am so thrilled that you're here today and I know how busy you are and so I'm so grateful to have some of your time today but yeah let's get into it. Thank you and it's an absolute pleasure
1: to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Great. So just to kick off then, can you tell us a little bit about the origins of Smartworks Charity? Like who created it and what was the mission behind it?
1: Smartworks came out of a very simple idea, really, that I think we can all connect with. That when you look and feel good about who you are, you're much more likely to succeed. And out of that idea came the other idea, which has also, you know, been around for a little while of using clothes to encourage people to be more confident. So I didn't found SmartWorks, I joined as the founding chief exec, I'm going be going up a couple of months and it was my founder really who took the idea behind dressing people to be able to go for interview and succeed and combining that with coaching. So those two things together, dressing someone and coaching them before an interview so that they can go, feel good about themselves, feel confident about answering questions, it's not just about the clothes, it's also about what's inside. And then going on and really succeeding at interview, which everybody hates interviews, you know, it's particularly hard if you're coming from a disadvantaged background, and therefore allowing a woman to really change her life. So it's a very simple idea. But behind it, sits quite a lot of complex things. You know, it has to be done well, we have to have great clothes, we have to have fantastic people doing the dressing and coaching. And we have to, more importantly, allow a woman to feel confident when she comes to us. So Really, we took this kind of simple idea and, and what I've brought to smartworks above all, I think, is just this absolute focus on that, on dressing and coaching to allow a woman to transform her life. That is the difference that we can make. And we are unapologetic, really, about focusing on that absolute moment of impact.
0: That's amazing. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. Your confidence that you need to have when you're going for an interview is so impacted by what you wear, how you feel you present yourself, how you think you'll be able to answer the question. So you're going in for two of the biggest things, I guess, really, to
1: address. Exactly. And I don't think we should underestimate either of them, actually. I think it's funny when a woman comes to us at SmartWorks, often she won't have bought clothes for a long time. She might have been you know, unemployed or looking after children or, you know, not really connected to who she might want to be. And when you ask someone a question like that, or again, how do you want to dress? It's it's quite a hard question to answer. You know, you've got to kind of really think and, and often people can be defensive or not really know how to answer it. And and it's only when they get in the dressing room and you know there's a there's a kind of rail brought to them. They don't go rooting through the rails. It's very much look at the rail that's been picked for you. What do you like? And then you find actually People really do have opinions about what they wear. They're really say, "Oh no, I don't like that color," or oh, "I don't want prints." Oh, yeah, that's great. And and through that process, really, a woman then begins to connect to who she is and what she wants to present of herself. So really we're using clothes and the wardrobe to unlock a woman's view of herself.
0: And what's really interesting is that When we look at clothes and we look at brands, we already have those limiting beliefs about what suits us or what we can afford or what kind of like isn't for our age range. And then when somebody is coming into a room with a rail of clothes and there's no cost involved, which must be a really big thing to kind of release yourself from. Otherwise you'd be nervous thinking, oh, don't show me that, that's a designer brand, I can't afford it. But the fact that there's no cost implication involved, there's somebody who is a styling expert who is very mindful of what you need and how you want to dress, and they're taking over. It must be very liberating. It is. That's a
1: really beautiful way to put it, actually. I think it really allows the woman to drop her shoulders and really think about okay, so who am I? Because you're absolutely right. We do judge clothes by their labels, by the permissions they give us, by the permissions we give ourselves. And that's why I say it is actually quite a complex process. It sounds very simple, but I think there are so many limiting factors about what a woman wears and the clothes she chooses to wear and the permissions we give ourselves that sit behind clothes. I always say to the team, everyone has one shop they're a bit scared of going into or a brand that thinks, oh, that one's not for me. I think wherever you are in your career or your kind of affluence or salary or whatever it is, there's always one shop and I say, you know, smart works must never be that to the people coming to us. We must be welcoming and safe and really allow that aspiration to connect to somebody, which is which one of our big things that we talk about is accessible aspiration. And, and I think that's what we're doing with the fashion, really, is taking those brands that perhaps you think aren't accessible to you and allowing them, if they're right for you, again, to your brilliant point, not within the context of whether you can afford them or not, but whether they're your style. Mm and allow you to answer that question and therefore making aspiration accessible to you in a way you didn't think possible. And if that's done kindly yeah. and with respect and with empathy, then actually that moment can really transform your life. You know, I'm also a big believer in moments yeah. as, as being a power to stay with you beyond the second that it happens.
0: I mean, whenever I've been in your organisation, I think it's so full of empathy and humility and exudes kindness everywhere. I wonder whether women feel nervous before they've had a chance to experience it, though, like that moment before you've actually arrived and you're thinking, have I got the courage to do this, to be coached. That's also quite a tough thing to allow yourself to be that vulnerable in a coaching session as well. Exactly.
1: I think people are really brave to come to SmartWorks. I always say that it's really brave decision in any aspect of your life to ask for help. And then to ask for help about your appearance and to ask for help about how you present yourself and to be coached, to be open to being coaching is incredibly brave. I mean, I think sometimes our clients don't quite know what they're getting into (laughs) in the best possible way, because, you know, who really knows what personal styling means or coaching means? It's not necessarily within a frame of reference, but nevertheless, you know, something a little bit different is going to happen. And I think it takes great bravery, which is... And thank you for your kind words about the atmosphere at SmartWorks. It's absolutely fundamental to what we do. And actually, it's why it works. 69% of our clients go on to get a job within a month of their visit. And that's because from the moment they arrive with us, we take every step possible just to reconnect them to what they're capable of.
0: See, that number is so phenomenal. Actually, as you said it, I was, like, was spine tingling. 69% of people... Are going to be employed within a month of coming to Smartworks. It's amazing, isn't it? It's staggering. It's absolutely staggering. And it's not just that 69% of people suddenly have a job, it's the fact that they are probably women who didn't feel confident to even go through the process. And actually, you know, for me, the beauty of the charity is all charity is amazing, all charitable organisations are amazing. But Smartworks doesn't create dependencies. It's an enabler, it empowers women and that's why I love it so much because I think it's kind of helping women to kind of get up, get out, get on with their lives and
1: that's amazing. But that's an amazing hit rate, that's an amazing success rate. Thank you and I think it's very important to us. I mean, you're right, charities are incredible and they, they perform a huge an important function in our society. However, it would be very easy to be doing something and just think, oh, we're doing good, that's nice. You know, we have never been like that at SmartWorks. It's very important to us that we are measuring our impact and that we are achieving change because there's no point doing it if people aren't gonna be better off at the end of this process. We're not doing it to make ourselves feel better and I think it's a very important check to always have in mind why are we doing this and we are doing this exactly to your point so that women can get back into work and that's how we measure our success by the number of women we help and by the fact that at least two-thirds of them then go on to get a job within a month of their visit to one of our centres. So that's a very clear metric and I think it's really important whatever you're doing in your life to have that kind of clear sense of what you're trying to achieve because if you don't, it's very easy to get distracted, especially in a charity. Actually, because there's so many ways that you could help people, and it's very easy. Oh, we'll do that, and we'll fix that problem. I think we're all natural fixers at Smartworks, and often part of the role is about saying no. <laughs> we're not fixing that. That's not our role. This is our role here. This is what we do. We have to be here. So
0: let's talk about some of your amazing volunteers. I have never known a charity that attracts so many wonderful, amazing women. They offer very generously their time. And they don't do it for effect. They do it genuinely, authentically. They come back, like some of them, every single week. I know some of those amazing women, and I read about some of them as well. What is the pull for them to come in and be part of SmartWorks?
1: Thank you so much for saying that. I think our volunteers are our, our secret super weapon at SmartWorks. They are the heart and soul of what we do. We're powered by our volunteers and i think it talks to what i was just saying really because we show the impact that we're having it's very rare when you're volunteering your time that you can see an immediate transformation and that you can see the result of what it is that you're doing so this isn't kind of giving your time and and hoping that it it might do some good later down the line this is seeing somebody in front of you undergo quite often a tangible physical and mental change and shift in their perceptions and then seeing the next day they get the job mm-hmm. so there's a, there's a lovely email that goes out to our volunteers whenever someone gets the job saying she got the job that person you saw last week we've just heard back from her and that gives a real sense of fulfillment, I think. I think above all else, it's completing that circle so that you give your time, but then you immediately see the impact of giving that time. And so actually, we've been very fortunate, really, that we've had amazing people come to us and then word gets out, right? Because I think the other thing it talks to is there is an amazing talent of often underutilized, often largely female talent out there looking for a purpose and I think as you get a little bit perhaps in a position where you have got time to give, you do want that sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. And we very much, I hope, fulfill that. So, you know, our our volunteers happily give their time. They call it their job often a lot of the time and, uh, you know, very much kind of come for the day and see lots of clients on that day and approach it very professionally. It's skilled volunteering. It's not something you can just do now and again. It's something that you need to commit to and turn up to. Because if you don't turn up, then there's no one there to dress or coach our clients.
0: And I definitely feel that whenever I speak to people, they take it very seriously. It's like it's a part of their career. It really is. It's scheduled in. It's non-negotiable, as it should be. Because, you know, if people were to come for the experience and then not be able to meet somebody, it would be terrible. I always see charities struggle with their volunteer support in every organisation whatever type of charity it is and I just think that it's so interesting that you've probably almost got a waiting list of of, of people wanting to offer their support.
1: Yeah we just opened in South London actually we did about this time last year and so actually we've been building up a bigger pool of volunteers so we are always keen for great people to get involved with the charity. It does take a certain kind of empathy actually above all Mm -hmm. So our volunteers are really skilled and have amazing credentials. And it's quite funny, really, our clients never know who they are that's dressing them. It might be kind of one of the darlings of the London fashion world, kind of styling them for that day. But that's not front and centre from either side. You know, it's very much treating someone as an equal and, and advising them and helping them in a way that's tangible for them and just that step ahead of them, rather than dressing them in this season's trends or whatever it might be. That's not what dressing is about at Smartworks. So, you know, I think for those people who have got a kind of good heart and warm empathy and can connect with people and that kind of line that you have to walk between empathising without patronising I think is a rare skill actually so I'm incredibly grateful to our volunteers.
0: So actually whilst we're on the subject now should we actually just discuss what people should do if they would like to become I mean what skills would they need to have if they wanted to become a stylist volunteer?
1: So our stylists dress our clients. So, I mean, we do have a a cohort within our stylists who come from that kind of background and have worked within fashion and, you know, kind of understand how to dress somebody and might have done that as a professional part of their career. Others just have a kind of affinity and connection to clothes and maybe they're that person your friend group who, say, always gives the great advice about what to wear for a certain event and wants to be able to share that. I mean, we've had really unlikely people be dressers someone who's actually someone who's now one of our ambassadors and a Baroness in the House of Lords was also a dresser at Smartworks so you don't need to have that kind of background you just need to have an empathy and warmth and also enjoy clothes and be prepared to you know have a good eye I think it's so important when you're working with someone's appearance and how they kind of present themselves to be confident and I think if at any point you lose that confidence then you kind of lose the client so it's that kind of background and if you don't want to do that too we also have a great team of wardrobe volunteers who it's a little bit more flexible, who come and, you know, we've got loads of... Oh, it's powered. The great thing about SmartWorks is that we're powered by donations of clothing. Mm. So you might want to come in and help with all those donations and sort them and help us kind of make sure the right pieces get into the wardrobe. So that's a really important part of what we do as well. So there's always, there's always lots going on behind the scenes at SmartWorks and things to kind of get involved with.
0: Well, that's amazing. And what we'll do on the show notes after this podcast recording... We'll make sure we put the details of how they can get in touch. Because I'm sure there's probably quite a lot of ladies out there who are probably thinking, I've got some time exactly. and I'd like to do something that is very in line with my purpose and I have empathy. And, you know, so I think that this could be interesting. And because it's quite flexible, you know, it might be that somebody just has one day a week or something right. and it can still work. So. That's great. And what about the coaching side? What about the coaching volunteers?
1: I mean, we have the most incredible people who do our coaching. And again, they range from different types of backgrounds. Some of them might be professional coaches. Some of them might be using their kind of volunteer slots in their corporate life. You know, so giving us a day every couple of months out of their schedule. Um, They tend to be really experienced senior managers who understand how to interview. And again, they can connect and empathise with somebody. Because we don't know our clients before they come to SmartWorks. You've got to be able to kind of respond to what's in front of you and be able to be led by our clients and know they've got an interview the next day, which produces a great wrapper around that session, and then work with them through that hour to get to the point where they feel more confident about all those things that women in particular tend to be really bad at doing, like answering questions about gaps in your CV or, you know... Times you failed, you know, people talk for far too long in response to that question, in my experience. So, just help a woman focus on selling herself, really. And it's amazing, I think, you know, you'll know from a kind of coaching perspective how far you can go in an hour with somebody. Sometimes people say, Oh, it's not that long, how much difference can an hour make? Actually, in an hour, You can really go a long way with somebody.
0: Absolutely. And for the people that want to come to SmartWorks to avail of the service, their situation needs to be that they they should be unemployed and looking for work. Is that right?
1: There has to be a need there. So we're a charity. So you have to be referred into the service. So as long as you're somewhere in the benefit system, you can be referred to SmartWorks. So all job centres can refer to SmartWorks. For example, your work coach could tell you, if you've got an interview coming up or need help with coaching to get the interview, they can refer you to SmartWorks. And then we work with about 150 different charities across London alone. And each of our centres has its own hinterland of referral partners. And they all refer into SmartWorks. And that ranges from big charities like the Prince's Trust to smaller kind of local charities that may be working with a specific group. So perhaps domestic violence survivors, people who've been to prison, girls leaving care, or just any kind of employability program actually that will help a woman with as extra support she might need to get into work so we're the last bit of the jigsaw really.
0: And what is really interesting is that the speed at which this is kind of expanding across the country I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in Edinburgh and then she was like oh we've got a smart works now oh, and really? then I spoke to her, I was in Newcastle at the weekend and I was talking about smart works. and again they were like oh we've got a smart works and we've got one coming up or that there's one there, there is one there and I'm So happy because people are aware of it, they're already excited about it. So, tell me a little bit and tell the listeners a little bit about the growth and the expansion strategy.
1: I mean, again, we've been very focused on what we do, and it is very focused on dressing and coaching for interview success and doing that thing to as many women or with as many women as we possibly can. And that's always been our mission that any woman around the UK should be able to find her way to a smart centre if she needs our support. So we're kind of based around, driven by the data, we're in those areas where there's the highest levels of female unemployment, which tend to be our big cities. So some of the places you just mentioned, Manchester, Leeds, Birmingham. We'd like to be in Liverpool, we'd like to be in Sheffield, we'd like to be in Cardiff. We've recently opened this last year in South London and in Glasgow. So we want to be in those big areas where we know there are women who need our support. During COVID and lockdown, we learned to do the service virtually, which is not something we'd have ever thought about, because it's so important for us that we can look after a woman when she comes to us. But actually, we found it is good enough. You know, we can help enough to make a difference to a woman's chance of job success. So if you can't get to a centre, then you can access the service virtually. So. Yeah, again, it's something we're kind of trying to build up and we want to do it in a way that's sustainable. But yes, anyone can be referred to us from across the UK and you'd get a parcel of clothes the next day, an online consultation and then coaching online too. So it's quite exciting, but we want to just make sure we can keep the quality and keep going. But not many people know that. I'm learning that
0: for the first time. I think that's that's wonderful because I think... A, some people might not be able to get out, but I think that some women will also be intimidated as well. You know, they'll be thinking, oh gosh, this is quite a big thing for me to to be styled. And they see all those big makeovers on TV and they might be thinking, oh my God, it's like maybe it's a big production and maybe they just feel more comfortable in their own home. And uh, but how amazing to receive this bag of clothes because they don't just get clothes for the interview. If they get the job, I believe they get clothes for that's, right. for that's the right, job yes. as well. Yes, yes,
1: wow. exactly. We do, we do, we call it a second dressing. So once you've got the job, you can come back and get like uh, a capsule wardrobe. So you've got clothes to your first paycheck. So, yes, exactly. All that's available to any woman again who's in need of a service. So. It is really important to us just to spread that message that, you know, you can ask your work coach to refer you to smartworks. And we're really passionate about that. And I think that's been the that's been the driving force behind the charity in terms of our growth. We want to do this sustainably. We don't want to lose our impact. So we have to be able to do it and sustain our success rate, as we call it. So the sixty-nine percent going on to get the job. But at the same time we want to grow. And it's all about community outreach and making sure that people within the communities we're operating, know that we're here. So you've been
0: CEO for nine years. You've achieved a huge amount. Tell us what's your plan for the future now what are your personal goals for the smart works
1: smart as anyone building up an organization will know we're not finished yet the organization isn't quite complete one of our chairs we have local boards that uh, kind of guide the leadership of each of our local centers and they're really brilliant inspiring women and the chair of one of our centers said to me we're kind of building the plane in mid-flight and i thought it's yeah, <laughs> a really good analogy <laughs> In the best possible way, you know, because we are growing massively and it's very different being a a charity helping 10,000 women, which we will be hopefully by March next year, to a charity helping 5,000 women, which we were at the beginning of our current three-year plan. So we're kind of doubling in size in terms of our reach, but also all the things that go with that we have to scale up to. So there's lots of change and I, I find that very exciting. I think everyone involved with SmartWorks enjoys that sense of change and growth and that point I said before about us being natural fixers I think we are we enjoy that kind of sense of of challenge of, of how can we how can we make this better what can we do to make this right so I feel like there's still a job to do to get Smartworks to fulfill its own potential as an organization and that's that's very exciting to me and in the meantime you know the thing that hasn't changed at Smartworks over the last nine years lots of things around it has we've gone from kind of a tiny one center in well a very amazing and efficient center in london to being at 11 centers around the uk but the actual service itself hasn't changed so that's been a constant and it's our you know it's our touchstone it's our thing that makes us special because everywhere where there is a smart work center there are there is a wardrobe mm-hmm. and there are women coming to get dressed and coached and there are people coming to volunteer their time and there are people dropping off donations and their phone is ringing and you know there's a sense of possibility I think I hope an aspiration so that's all that's all been done and it's really then the challenge is as for any organization or business we're scaling up Mm -hmm. so how you bottle that up and then bring it to life in other centers in the right way without losing the essence but giving its own local flavour mm-hmm. as well, so that people in Newcastle feel that it is Smartworks Newcastle, which they very much do, but also recognise it as part of a, a national brand.
0: That's very interesting as well, to try and actually localise the experience. I mean, that's an, an added
1: yes. dimension of <laughs> kind of complexity that, you know, you don't make your life easy, do you? No, no, I know. I think, I think because it's dressing for an interview, it's yeah. not, you know, and, and anyone who's run, you know, you'll know running kind of, Uh, far better than me, actually, you know, the kind of The retail stock might change a little bit, but not, you know, there's a kind of essence there, isn't there, which is a common thread.
0: But it's a very good point because actually in retail, when we used to plan our intake for stores, you know, we used to plan, for our top stores at least, we used to plan assortments that were relevant for the consumers in those areas. We had to, you know, we always knew that Newcastle would want something different to say, you know, London or Leeds or whatever. I, I spent the weekend in Newcastle and I was like, really surprised at how everyone dressed quite differently from as uh, people in London especially when it was freezing cold and nobody had a jacket but me i was the only person in newcastle walking around with a jacket on i think trying to localize that experience that's absolutely amazing i think what's also really interesting is i know that the focus of smartworks is always about like you know helping people with wardrobing and also getting prepared mentally for the interview but i think also what's happened throughout this journey is I think the timing coincides with this massive push on fashion sustainability and circularity. And I think it's probably helping as we all start thinking about how we manage our wardrobes and excess, how do we get rid of things and that. I mean, I last, I think Jane was, Jane Shepperson was on this podcast in November. And I said to her, I'd just come up with this idea that I had told my friends that they weren't going to get any Christmas presents and instead I was actually going to donate an outfit to SmartWorks for them. I don't know how much they liked that idea, right? Like but anyway, but, but but Jane and I liked it and you like it, it was fine. So, and I carried on and I said I was going to do it for this year as well. So... Actually, over the Christmas holidays, I had a huge wardrobe sort out because Tiff Dark was also on here and she was threatening to come to my house to do a wardrobe edit. <laughs> so I thought I must do a pre-edit before she gets there, actually. So I actually found like lots of great pieces of clothing. And it's funny because I think one of the things that we often find hard is to let go of clothing because we have emotional connections with our clothing. But actually what felt really easy was me thinking ah, somebody else is going to wear this to a job interview yeah. and this might get them a job you know like I and I felt that things were easily coming out of my wardrobe and into a very large bag which I've got to get to smart now somehow <laughs> but yeah so I think that that's really interesting I mean what are your what are your thoughts around like sustainability
1: and circularity you know we've always been big believers in smart works and giving people the very best possible clothes we can partly because they're going for an interview and it, it matters mm-hmm. I think so it's easier to hone in on it. But we do very much believe in allowing a woman to dress well, to dress in beautiful pieces, and also just to put those clothes to good use. I think exactly to your point, there's so many pieces of clothes in the world, and we just have to be careful and thoughtful about that. There's still lots of people without a lot of clothes, actually, even in the UK. I don't think we should underestimate how much there is a real gap there, especially things for us like shoes or bags. It's really hard for us to get hold of because... People do get emotionally attached to them. They hold on to them. And everyone who comes to see us could use a pair of shoes and bags for interviews. So there are definitely certain things that, you know, we need. And it, it doesn't quite answer your question. But I think we can be a very happy home mm. for donations, either from brands or from individuals. And those people must know that everything they donate is treated with absolute respect because it either goes direct to a woman who can then wear it to interview Actually, one of the great things we do at Smartworks as well is we do take donations of non-interview-appropriate clothing and then we sell those regularly at events. So we do a lot of our own fundraising. So we do take all great quality clothing. And again, we're still only little. So for us, the higher value pieces we can get, then the better that is because then we can raise the funds that we need to be able to sustain the charity too. So we've got our own kind of circularity to it. And I hope that we can help really, like I say, be a, a kind of warm heart of both individuals' wardrobes and the fashion industry, so that you do feel that sense of connection when you donate on.
0: So basically, if you have something in your wardrobe and you think, oh, that's probably not appropriate for someone to wear to an interview, it can still come to you and you can actually sell that and bring the funds back into the charity. Exactly. Thank you for bringing that point out. It is very important. (laughs) No, well, that's great. And actually, that would affect me as well, because actually, as I was putting things in here, in my bag, I was like, oh, that's not really appropriate. I was literally thinking interview attire but actually that's a really good point to think about
1: anything that's in good quality in good condition exactly please send it to us because you know we do have amazing pop-up sales and you know everything that has been donated to us in one form or another but a lot of it's come new from brands or it might have come direct from individuals and it's fantastic there's always a lovely atmosphere you know there's that sense of we call it shopping for a purpose or fashion as a force for good and it really is that nice you know everybody enjoys Shopping and clothes, and we've got to find an outlet for it that is more sustainable, to your point. So, I, I hope by doing that, we're kind of contributing a little bit.
0: You do this Smartworks Unemployment Index. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, thank you. I think as we've grown in size, so we've become a little bit more aware that we almost have a responsibility to tell our clients' story for them as well and make sure that they're heard and understood. I think as a charity, it is our purpose to stop female unemployment I mean that's a bold ambition but you know in an ideal world we'd want every woman to fulfill her purpose and to be able to be employed so we've got this amazing data set frankly of thousands of women who come to see us every year they tell us how they're feeling they tell us how long they've been unemployed they tell us a little bit about their background you know their ethnicity their age whereabouts in the country they are and they also tell us how it feels to be unemployed and what the barriers they think are that are stopping them moving back into the workforce so We've always had that kind of knowledge, if you see what I mean. And I think as we've matured as a charity, so there's almost a responsibility to take that information and bring it to those people who might be able to do something about it. Because I think often our clients, as we call them, the the women who come to see us, our clients are not often well understood or well heard. It's not the kind of 30% club or, you know, people... I might well be in the future but at the moment it's people either getting back into the workplace or starting their careers or coming back after a break or you know dealing with unemployment so their voices are not often heard and we don't really hear much about it so actually for us it's a really important moment where we can say this is what it's actually like for working people working women in the UK to be unemployed and these are the some of the things that we could Maybe do about it to stop a woman taking quite so long to succeed at interview and get back to work. Okay, thank you. Can
0: you tell us about any of the events or any upcoming campaigns that are happening throughout 2024?
1: 2024 is a really big and exciting year for us, actually. As I've said, we're actually really expanding the scope of what we do. We're talking more about what it is to be unemployed and the experience our clients have in the hope of really raising the profile of the charity and of the issue so that women know that we're here and feel comfortable coming to SmartWorks. To bring in the funds we need to grow, we've started running our own pop-up shops, and we take those to some lovely places. We've been in a Covent Garden estate. I mean, thank you very much to them. They've given us a kind of pop-up store space, and we pop up for a couple of weeks with some beautiful brands. And all those proceeds come to SmartWorks. We also do a regular Somerset House shopping event with the Telegraph, again, with different brands where people can come and shop at great prices. And that's always in the calendar for November. And then we've been going to Bista Village too as a pop-up shop. So again, really lovely shopping opportunities, all funds coming back to Smartworks. And we think that's a really sustainable way for us to grow because nobody pays for the Smartworks service. And we don't want to charge, you know, we don't want to charge providers or the job centre for it, really. We want to keep it free to everybody. So that means we need to bring in funds somehow. So we we kind of like the idea of shopping to fund, um, fund SmartWorks. And then we also run something called the Fashion Club, which is another great way of supporting and getting involved with the charity. It's kind of an annual fee. And then we have two or three amazing events every year with really brilliant women normally from the fashion world who tell a little bit about their story. There's normally a little bit of shopping. There's a chance for kind of networking. So that's a really lovely way of just kind of connecting with fashion And doing some good as well at the same time. And we've got Samantha Cameron, one of our ambassadors, and who runs the amazing Sefin brand, coming to talk to us in February. So we, we do events like that, which are always really important for us, for people to be aware of and get involved with. And it's a great community of women.
0: Okay, okay, so for listeners of this podcast who want to know more about SmartWorks, how can they find out about SmartWorks?
1: So one of our main channels is our Instagram, SmartWorks Charity, and we put all our news out on there, and it's a great positive way to follow us, and we put all news about all our events on there too. You can also look at our website, which is smartworks.org.uk. And we have a great mailing list where we let everybody know about the events that are happening at Smartworks. And it's a good place to have a route around to find out what we're up to.
0: One thing that we also wanted to talk about was about donations from business. So I think that if you're a fashion business or you work in a fashion organisation listening to this podcast, then anything is acceptable, I guess, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We We try to say yes to everything. I mean, we can't take like 30 lorries loads, not that I'm sure people would be offering us that. But uh, we can be a very happy home for any stock that may be left over or that they want to donate to a particular charity. Then SmartWorks can be a very happy home for it. Obviously, all the interview stock, anything interview appropriate goes into our wardrobe. And then anything that might not be interview appropriate but has a good value, we can then if the brand are happy for it, we can then sell that at one of our pop-up sales, which some of which are highly curated, some of which are are more of a kind of sample sale vibe. So we really work with retailers to make sure that their stock is looked after and goes to the place that they want it to go to.
0: Because I'm thinking about returns as well, Mm. because that is such a significant amount of stock for so many retailers, and they often don't have a solution
1: for it. Are you happy to accept returns? I mean, basically, yes, we are happy to accept returns. And Often we've had lovely examples where a product might not be quite right for that retail store, maybe a pocket's slightly misaligned or the, the lining isn't quite the right shade or whatever it is. We've taken amazing donations like that, which for our clients are just absolutely perfect. No one would know unless you knew. And so very happy to take those kind of seconds donations.
0: So that's something for all retailers then to think about, that whether it's returns, whether it's seconds, or if it's a garment that's part of the design process. And, you know, sadly, I, you know, know it too well because it's been my whole industry of, like, creating and designing products. But, you know, from concept to the finished product in a store, sometimes we'll have to go through four or five garments to get that product right. But they are still perfect garments. Like you said, there might be a pocket in a different place or, or, or whatever. So I think that, we you know, to encourage retailers to give merchandise, as long as it's fit for purpose, as long as it's good quality, that at any stage, it doesn't have to be you know, with its swing ticket on and
1: have been sold in the store. Exactly. I feel that SmartWorks should be something that every retailer gets behind in some way. You know, we're kind of showing the impact and positivity that retail can have and fashion can have on on people. And we'd, we'd love everybody to get involved with us.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Sounds amazing. And then last of all, this podcast is part of Sanslan, which is our empowerment women only retreat. And Sanslan is the Hindi word for balance. So... You are one of the busiest women that I know. You work so incredibly hard and you achieve so much. Tell me, how do you get balance in your life?
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful word. And I think it's all about not losing sight of what is also important to you as well. So, you know, I have three children and a family and I love Pilates and yoga. So I try to find time for all of those. I have work, I have my family and I have my own things that I do in my own time. And it's just trying to find time for each of them and just being kind to yourself, I think. Because I'm not always brilliant at everything, if you see what I mean. Sometimes I might get it wrong with the family. Sometimes I can't get to the class I might want to go to. Sometimes, you know, work doesn't go the way you want. But that's okay, I think, just knowing that you're trying your best. And that's all you can do, right? Absolutely.
0: And that's lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the podcast. And I can't tell you how excited I am for SmartWorks. And since I've got to know you and the charity... I just feel like it is the most positive experience, environment to be a part of. I love talking to you guys and I love hearing about what everyone's doing with the charity and I can't wait to see what happens throughout the year.
1: Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much to the amazing Kate Stevens and her fabulous charity, Smartworks. This really is a charity that is making huge inroads into changing women's lives. And if you are one of these people who are listening to this podcast and thinking that you're not working and you would like some help and some support in getting a job, then definitely please reach out to SmartWorks. All the details of SmartWorks are in the show notes. If you would like to volunteer, whether it's to be a stylist, a wardrobe volunteer or a coach, the details again are in the show notes and SmartWorks will be very happy to talk to you. And if you're a retailer listening to this podcast, please, please send any spare garments that you have, whether it's old stock, overstock, return stock or samples, pre-production samples, anything that you can spare to SmartWorks. They will greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Nobody's Coming to Fix You. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please follow us and subscribe for future episodes. If you have any questions about the content of the show, all the details will be in the show notes. You can also reach out to us on Instagram and TikTok at Santalan Coaching. Nobody's Coming to Fix You is brought to you by Santalan, a 12-month coaching and transformation program for women. To learn more, please go to www.santalan.com. I'm your host, Albea. Until next time, stay well.